the journey to overcoming pulpit depression. And for those who are out there uh, fighting against depression, those who are uh, under the attack of depression, we want you to know that you are not alone. Uh, I want to give a shout out to my brother from another mother, uh, Brother Kevin uh, Strouder. Are you here tonight? Yes, I'm here, man. I'm just hanging out, man. I'm kind of taking care of some things behind the scenes, but I'm grateful to have you back live on the air, Dr. Tower, man. I'm, I'm excited about what you're doing. I'm excited about what it is that you're going to be sharing with us on tonight with your guest, and I'm praying for God's blessings all over this program on this evening. God bless you, my brother. It is great to hear your voice, and I am excited to hear what it is that God has incorporated in your spirit. Back over to you, Dr. Waltower, right here on the GMAP Broadcast Network, Suffering in Silence, The Journey to Surviving Pulpit Depression. Thank you, Kevin. Doc, it's always a pleasure to talk with you, man. Thank God for what you're doing here on GMAP One uh, Broadcasting Network, and we thank God that this is the number one uh, inspirational, motivational uh, broadcast on the planet. We're, we're here in the studio with the Community Street Soldiers. We got about five guys here uh, tonight, so we're just going to have a wonderful conversation. Uh, these are some brothers that's really uh, coming to the area, coming into the city, and we've been uh, doing some community work, uh, walking in the city, uh, going door to door, dealing with people who are hopeless, helpless, and despondency. And we're talking about depression, and these brothers have brought hope to so many people that did not have hope. So we're going to let them introduce themselves. Uh, we're going to start with the new kid on the block, Aaron. Uh, he comes also from the uh, New Covenant Community Church. His pastor is Pastor uh, Anthony Cease, and we thank God that uh, we are communicating and collaborating in this community. So introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you, Aaron. Oh, my name is Aaron Smicky. I'm a construction flagger. I've been doing that for 13 years. I, I've been with uh, New Covenant for about close to half a year now, and looking forward to furthering my worship with all the men getting together and trying to do what I need to do, and that's serve God. Amen, amen. That's what it's all about. Uh, we got next to him, Stan the Man Chance, and he's not here by chance. That's just his last name. Stan, just tell us a little bit about yourself. Good evening, everybody out there in Radio Land. My name is Stanley Chance, and it's good to be here amongst the men and live with Pastor Walt Tower. Um, we've gotten together here as some brothers and just trying to make a difference in the community. Um, pretty much it's a good thing, and we just want to keep moving forward and let people know that we're out there for them and for the people. Man, that's what it's all about. Uh, second, well, really third to him, we got the man with the plan known all over the land as Cowboy, uh, all the way from San Francisco by way of Boston, Massachusetts, by way of Tallahassee, Florida, by way of Lane College in Tennessee. He's a man with the plan. Cowboy, let us know a little bit about yourself. First of all, I just want to thank the good Lord for this opportunity to sit down with the brothers in this room. There's nothing like the meeting of good minds and good concern and compassion. And we're all having the same view on what's happening in our communities. I'm glad that the good Lord brought me here from San Francisco to Shallow Baptist Church. I've dealt with young kids that had different types of deep depression. And one thing that I found out was they needed someone to be there to motivate them to develop some character and some good self-esteem. 
So if you're out there and you and you you're finding yourself with this type of problem, reach out because there are some people that can help you, and there's care out there. God bless you. Amen. And uh, thank you, Doc. Always a pleasure having you, cowboy. Uh, next to him, we got uh, Mr. Philadelphia Eagle himself. I don't know how we hooked up with him. You know, cowboy fans and Eagle fans don't get along, but, but we, we put our differences aside. Uh, Brother Fred Walker uh, is in the house. Tell us a little bit about yourself, Thanks. Brother Fred. Thanks, Pastor. My name is Fred Walker. Uh, I've been in Europe for about 15 years. Um joined Shadow Baptist Church. Well, it's been about a year now, and uh, I've been a part of, wanted to be a part of something that was going to make a difference. So I joined on to the Community Street Soldiers, and it's been a, just a wonderful journey. God has blessed us, as Cowboy said, with some wonderful people, some great minds. And, uh, you know, we're looking to uh, make a difference in our community and um, help people that are disenfranchised and, you know, that are going through, you know, hopelessness, the struggle, struggles that we've been through ourselves. So it's easier, it's easy for us to relate to them, and, and, and it's important for us to be, you know, those people that's in the community that they can see that have come out of those struggles. So it's, I think that's important. So uh, thank you, Pastor. No, thank you, Doc. And last but not least, we got this man called Ice. And there's a reason why they call him Ice. Uh, I'm learning more about him every day. He's a basketball legend, basketball legend here in the city of York. He is an associate minister at the New Covenant Ministries under uh, Pastor Anthony Cease. He's doing a great job, been a great asset, along with Aaron uh, partnering with us. Uh, we got uh, Minister, uh, Elder, rather, uh, Chris Woodard. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, Iceman. There's a reason why, well, you know, if you know about basketball, you know about ice. Talk, talk, talk a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I just uh, want to just thank, thank uh, God for this opportunity, just like Mr. Cowboy said. I uh, also just want to just thank uh, Pastor Wattar when I got a call about, about a month ago uh, just concerning the, the uh, street soldiers um, and, and how he wanted to come together. I actually did not hesitate because when God brings you out, of a situation and he brings you out and stands you on solid ground and that's what he equipped you to do. So being being together with other good brothers, a strong strong man, strong household, strong man, strong community. So like this is a start of something and I'm glad for the opportunity. Hey man, we're so grateful to have you man and, and just being able to see churches come together, you know, and across the denominational lines, men of faith, men of kingdom um, you know, we come from different backgrounds, but we all have the same vision, and that is, of course, to see transformation uh, here in this community. And, Doc, uh, we've been walking. Uh, some, of, some of us have been walking a little bit longer than others. I remember um, when we first started this and uh, knocking on doors, going door to door, and the residents had been uh, really um, just given up. So many people have come and gone over the years, and we made a commitment to be consistent and to stay um, share with our, our listeners some of the challenges that we've seen in this area. Uh, I know when we first started uh, walking Cowboy Fred, uh, we had many doors slamming uh, our face because the people was, had just given up hope. And uh, to come from three years ago to experience what we saw yesterday, and we'll talk a little bit more about that, how God has given us partners uh, in, this, in this transformative project. Uh, talk a little bit, Cowboy and, and Fred, about some of the challenges that you've seen uh, in, in, in this walk? Uh, some of the challenges that I've seen in this walk was knocking on a door that I'm not familiar with, knocking on a stranger's door, and see what the response was. And there was time when people looked through the blinds to see, you know, who you were, what your intents were, why you're knocking on my door. And basically what we wanted was just a chance to introduce ourselves. 
to let them know that there is some love, some understanding, some care. There's some folks in the community you can trust. And you want to know what you're going through. So it was really a shock for me. I mean, I was, I'm going to be honest with you, I was nervous. You see what I'm saying? I was really nervous <laughs> because I didn't know what the response was going to be. You know? But with God's willing and God watching over me, my approach, my tone, my confidence, my voice to present to the, to the unknown that I'm here to see how you're doing. What are some of the concerns in the community? How can I help you and how can you help me? And so building that trust was really an initiative. It was a stumbling block. It was a hurdle that needed to be for us to get over. Wow. And after um, doing that, because I had time to sit back and reminisce and look at it, it wasn't that bad. Because what I seen was there were people that were behind them doors, didn't know how to come out in front of them doors to mm-hmm. greet and meet. They want love. They want understanding. They want some help. Wow. Uh, Fred, I know you from Philly, man. And, uh, you come from a, a different culture, a different city. Um, you know, some of the challenges here in York are smaller market, but some of the same systemic challenges that we've seen. And then your personal journey. Uh, talk a little bit about, and you mentioned this yesterday in the interview uh, with, with the news reporter. I saw the, uh, the clip and I saw the broadcast and you shared a little bit about why is it that you're so passionate about giving back to the community particularly young people. Um, so, you know, as I, as I came up, you know, you know, some of these families go through some of the same things I went through. They have uh, their moms on drugs, their, their father's not there. So I come from a broken family, number one. And then, um, so to continue my journey, my mother had got killed. Um, and I was the one that had to deal with the cleanup and the dealing with, I was the oldest that had to deal with, you know, raising my brothers, making sure they, they, they're placed in, a, in, a, in good hands because uh, I was overseas at the time. So there's a lot of paperwork and things you got to do before you before you can bring them with you. You know the government just don't let you move people with you and stuff like that. So um, I had to grow up pretty fast. Um, and and um, you know the reason that I'm so passionate about it is because I don't want to see a, a kid go through that or another mom go through that, um, dealing with that that hurt. Um, and sometimes it never goes away. Um, it, it comes and goes for me. So um, I don't want to see another person in the community have to deal with that. We you know we've dealt with a lot of mothers that have had to bury their kids. Right, 14 years old. Right, um, you know, they're still children. You know, and so um, I, I I have to deal with those personalities, those people, and um, you know, help them through that process. And it's it's, it's disheartening to deal with number one. But getting back to the, the other question as well, um, you know, while we were out there, we ha- I had to put myself in the place of the people that are that doors that we're at, knowing that there's a distrust. You know, and we you know the community don't trust anybody, and there's a lack of uh. Uh, a lack of consistency. So that was one of the things that, you know, as we talked and conversated, you know, we, I talked to the group and said, hey, listen, this is a town that really thrives on consistency. You know, looking at us from being out of town, I think when we first started, all of us were from out of town. Right. Um, so we had to understand the lay of the land. You know, and then we brought some other people into the group that kind of helped us navigate. So, you know, the, the big part of that, and then I think on, on, I think at the beginning, y'all had some, some real live situations with some maybe some guns or a couple right. of yeah. situations so you know understanding that and knowing that you know how we got to approach that you know what i mean and how to give us credibility so those were a lot of the things that we had to deal with at the beginning for those of you who are listening this is suffering in silence i'm your host dr larry walthar we have with us tonight the community street soldiers from york pennsylvania these are some men that uh we have bonded together in kingdom love to make about 
bring about a change here in the York City uh, community. We come from different backgrounds, but we have a common goal, common mission, and that is to bring transformation and change to our community, but as also um, sharing the love of Christ. Uh, that That's what it's all about. Um, Aaron, I know you're one of the, the newer ones. Uh, you started walking with us a couple of weeks ago, and uh, you really uh, began to just uh, find your voice, knocking on door-to-door uh, when we, I think when we first walked, you kind of paired up with me, and I think you, you got me down better than I, than I am. Uh, talk a little bit about uh, some of the things that you've seen, your, your background, and uh, uh, how uh, being a part of this group has, has really uh, changed your life in such a short time. Well, back when I was in college, I, I, was, uh, I started a network. Um, my, my friend started a network with me, and we, we were out there again. Um, People help that need help, trying to um, figure out how how to bring them to them and save them. Actually, beat um, from suicidals to drug addicts. I I was out there trying to help people, and when when I met the community street soldiers, what it did was I saw what I was doing in college is what you guys are doing here. You guys are trying to turn people's lives around, make the community better, and make make it um, worthwhile to actually be here. And I appreciate, it's something that you appreciate doing when you actually know that you're doing work for, for God and for the community. Wow, that's good point that's, good point that's what it's all about, Doc. And we, we're really grateful to Pastor Cease as well releasing you all to come alongside. I know you've had some challenges. Uh, and, and Chris, you can talk about some of the challenges that you've seen on, on the other block. Um, you know, it's amazing that we're, our churches are not that far apart, but the dynamics of what you face about maybe, what, four or five blocks away from here and what we face on this side are, are just so drastically different. So talk to our audience about some of the things that you've seen uh, at, at Covenant. We had a killing there just a couple of months ago. And uh, just try to give our audience a, a understanding of some of the things that you're seeing over there. Well, first, first of all, if there's somebody out there that's listening who may have gotten in trouble, may have went to jail, I'm, I'm just here to tell you that that can be a start of your new life because you're actually listening to somebody that who was, was in the street, um, got locked up, did time, Got myself together while I was in, came home. I've been home now since 1993. And the things that I prepared myself for while I was in there, I'm actually doing it now. Because this is what God does. God will pick you up, clean you up, and then have you go out there and now try to save the other people's lives. Um, as, as Pastor Walter was talking about, there was, there was a murder right beside our church. And and the thing that we, we, we face now is that there's so many young people who – one, but don't have a father in the home. And that's very important because I grew up, well, I actually grew up without a father as well, but back in our day, we had strong mothers. Now you have kids trying to raise kids and it's not uh, not working. And and you get these kids that have these guns because now, but it's, it's glorified from social media, wow. which is actually making it hard for the community because it's easy to get one. And they don't understand about how you can have a fist fight versus a gun fight. And that's one of the challenges because the guns are so easily to get. 
So now, since we have this 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 um, community street soldiers, is this our job is to try, just like I always say, you can talk to 30 people. You may not reach the whole 30, but if you reach one of them, then you you know I mean, but you accomplish something. And and as as soldiers, we have to recognize that that we cannot get down on ourselves because we can't reach everybody. Wow, wow, that's that's real, Doc. Because sometimes, man, when we out there, and and you see potential with people that if if they would just allow the light to come on, you know, they can turn their lives around. And rather than just let that light on, they'd much rather stay in darkness. And it can be so defeating and so depressing. Um, Stan, I know you from your uh, all your life, you've seen probably uh, more than all of us here with the exception of, of, of um, Chris. Uh, and I know you've been walking with us about a year now and uh, you came on because you just wanted to make a difference. Um, as, as one who grew up here in York and you've seen the changes down through the years, what are some of the things that, that you've seen change and bring hope to otherwise hopeless situations? Well, um, since I've been walking with the guys, it's really exciting me because um, I've met, well, I've seen some people I ain't seen in years when I knocked on their doors, which was a great thing. And um, talking to a lot of the people, I see now that they're interested in what we're doing. Um, There wasn't much negativity in reference to when we talked to the people. Now, going back to when I was younger days and a few years ago. So, <laughs> some things have changed in a very drastically way. Um, starting with the activities. Uh, back when I was in probably fifth grade here in York, PA, every evening, well, we had programs in school. So when the last bell rang, we could stay there for one thing. Uh, whether we could play table tennis, chess, uh, badminton, battle ball, basketball. It was after-school programs. So we could start that at like 3.15. But we could stay there till like 4.30. We'd run home. Hopefully our parents had our food done, eat as fast as we could, and run up to the park. I think there's approximately 18 parks here right in the city. And if you didn't get to the park early enough, you got to wait four games to play basketball. Mm-hmm. So we were running to get to the park. And then at that point, from Monday to Friday, we could go to one of our community centers and stay there from six till nine every night. So the activities kept us involved with so many different <clears> things, <throat> learning how to grow up with any individual, no matter who you are, what your age was, which helped tremendously. And by then it was time to go home and go to bed, get ready for school the next day. So as the years went by, as the change in hand of the money from the White House on down, the money started depleting. So our program started depleting. So that's one of the biggest things that I've seen is the negativity here, um, probably in many different cities besides your PA, but mainly here in our city, which is uh, a negative thing. So we're hoping that that can change in a direction um, from the political side that will help out. And... Uh, now that I see, like I said, walking several times and the people that are um, presenting themselves to us, it's not really a bad conversation coming back from them. My thing I ask, you know, we're walking, we want to know what's your concerns and how can we help you? That's what we're here for. And a lot of the
people that we knock on the doors are sounding pretty good. You know, there's not really much negativity, but we know what their concerns are now. And so what we're going to try to do is help push that to make things a lot better for us and for the community. So those changes, Pastor, as I've grown up, a little different, but looking for the positivity thing to change, you know, for us. Wow, that's rich, man. I know, um, and some of the things that you talked about is happening across the country. Mm-hmm. I think every city in, the, in America can basically talk about, if, if we had this conversation, those who are in our age remember growing up having those type of activities. I know I'm from Jacksonville, and I remember the YMCA just growing up. Yep. Philadelphia, we can all uh, definitely testify that uh, those things uh, were common across our our country communities and it was a different time and it made us better people we we did you know we did get in trouble we weren't angels Mm -hmm. but we had a foundation Mm -hmm. um one of the things that i love about the community street soldiers for those who are listening we are a diverse group of men um you know it's not we're diverse in age we're diverse in ethnicity we're diverse in um in our church affiliations and when the when the community really sees us they see a band of brothers, a band of men coming out for a common cause. Yesterday, we had a wonderful walk. Uh, we get a chance to really walk. For those who are listening, we walk every Wednesday during the spring and during the summer. And yesterday, we had a, a wonderful walk here in York. Uh, we had the uh, U.S. Uh, attorney for uh, Middle uh, uh, Pennsylvania walk with us, Mr. David Freak. We had the uh, district attorney, David. Um, Sunday, we had the chief of police, uh, Troy Bankert. We had the mayor. Uh, Mayor Hereford, and so many others that came and converged on the city. Uh, when we look back three years ago uh, and started just knocking on doors, none of us really saw what we saw happen uh, yesterday. Um, Cowboy, you, 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 you was there from the beginning along with John Dowry. Um, when, talk about how you felt yesterday when we saw the culmination of help because one of the things that we talked about when we first started, we wanted to bring help to the community. And we, we brought, God used us to bring federal, state, and local help to these communities to really let the citizens know that help is on the way and that there is hope that you don't have to suffer in silence. Uh, talk about how you felt about what took place on yesterday. I felt very good about it. Um, when we first started this, um, after walking, and the sun goes down. You got a chance to reminisce. You got a chance to be by yourself. You got a chance to think. Uh, sometimes it's, it's good to sit in the dark because in the dark you find a life. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. You know, see how the community reacts to this. I seen a lot of energy, you know what I mean, out there. I seen a lot of people that was glad to see this in their community. I seen that. And that was one of the things that I was concerned about. Um, the first year we did it, the second year we did it, you know, knocking on people's doors, <clears throat> building that relationship. Because one of the things that was concerned in this conversation that we had was that consistency. People need to see your face. They need to see your heart. They need to see your soul just more than one time. And I, I seen that light begin to come on yesterday when we walked the streets. There were some folks that was kind of shy about it. You see what I'm saying? But I think that once we continue on doing this, um, I do believe that we can get more participation from from the community 
and we know we're not going to do it. So it was a great thing for me to see joy. Wow. To see light. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. No negativity. Wow. You see what I'm saying? And that's what the community needs to break out of what we're speaking about here tonight. You see what I'm saying? To see a band of brothers. They say, like, where, you, where, where y'all come from? We are neighbors. We live next door to you. <laughs> okay? We're looking out for you. We're all in this together, man. We're all in this together. Yes, yeah, so it was a great... It, I, I think when I went home, I thanked the Lord for this. And I asked him to continue on shining us and giving us the strength and the power to move forward. And as we move forward, we can pick up a brother here, we can pick up a person here, we can pick up a person there, we can pick up a person there. And the stronger your army is, the better you can fight that battle. Wow. Wow, that's real, man. Uh, we want to do a little shift, man. You know, we, we, we're in studio mode. Now we want to get in conversational mode. So uh, we're just going to have general conversation. And and, um, and so we can comment on the comments rather than just commenting. Um, we're just going to now begin to converse. Uh, for those who are listening, uh, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This is Suffering in Silence. Uh, and I'm here tonight in the studio with our brothers, uh, so grateful for these brothers, man. They've changed my life. They've changed lives here in the city. Um, and we're just so grateful for the community street soldiers. Uh, we got Aaron, we got Stan, we got Cowboy, we got Fred, and we got Ice, also known as Chris, in the house. And we're just so grateful uh, for this opportunity. Uh, Aaron, I know you're not from York, uh, uh, per se. You, you are a Pennsylvanian, uh, but you, you, you're really not from York. Uh, being an outsider, Talk a little bit about some of the, the challenges that you may have had uh, trying to come in, get involved with the city, um, make a difference, make an impact, but yet not being from this, this particular community, but having a heart to see its best. Hey, now there's a big difference. The city I came from, it's nothing like this. <laughs> it, it's not a war zone. So it, I, it, I step, really stepped out of my environment. Right. So that's a great thing. Mm-hmm. See, seeing two different city, city types from where I came from, from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, to here, it, I had to make adjustments, learn to um, persuade people in a different manner than what I'm used to. So it, it's, it's a task on my behalf, knowing I have to learn, re-teach myself how to graduate myself into this city. So it, it's little, a, a little challenge, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a huge challenge. <laughs> but I think one of the things, too, with um, Aaron, um, and I can speak on it because I watched you uh, grow in the church, um, I think his confidence was, was not there but having brothers around him to encourage him to, to uh, just get involved and in letting know that, hey, we all been there, we all make mistakes, mm-hmm. but you have to give yourself a chance. Wow. And now, you know, he's in the choir. You know, he... he Aaron? Yeah. In the choir? Yeah. I want a picture. Yeah. Wow. Four choirs? Yeah. Things that he never done before. He sits in the front now. So, so his confidence is, 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 is up now, but it came from us continually to encourage him to, look, it's going to be okay. Wow. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't for my brothers of the church and all, tell you now, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. I wouldn't be walking with straight up with good posture, holding myself better, 
and making making better approaches to people, talking. Tell you now, I used to be the most quietest person. <laughs> and but now you're knocking on doors. I'm knocking on doors and trying to make try change the community around with with my brothers here. Let me show Deacon Shockley out as well, because now I'm Deacon Shockley, not the only white guy in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Great job. Great job. <laughs> one, one thing I noticed was that when I first seen him, I said to him, what is he doing here? And when I, sit, when I went up to him, he was open. We shook hands. You see what I'm saying? And that's one thing I like about this group. I just want to say to the viewers, you know, you come from the north to south, east or the west, you're welcome. And talking with Ann and talking with him last night about what he went through, I went through the same thing. So, you know, my job as a community street soldier and a leader is to have that magnetic spiritual force to say, come on in, brother, you accept it. Okay? No matter how small or how large it is, we're going to talk about it. We're going to listen to you. Wow. And that's one thing I like about, you know, the street soldiers when, when Aaron, when he spoke about Aaron, like, how it is, because he, he explained some things to me about his background. I said, you know what, bro? I said, I said to myself, I'm going to help you with that. So wow. when I see him, because last night we hugged each other. We did. We shook hands. We hugged each other. You hugged everybody. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I had to see you, bro. I'm going to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah, Cowboy celebrity, man. Oh, yeah. Last night, last night, people leaving here. Bye, Cowboy. Bye. I'm like, you don't see nobody else standing up there? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think what I, I really enjoy about the group is the, the most exciting part to it is the, the multiple, the, the diversity and the personality of everybody. And, and like you stated at the beginning, you know, and, you know, we got, we got Stan, who's like the history, you know, he mm-hmm. teaches us the oh, history. Yeah, you, have, I don't know about <laughs> you have, you know, you have Cowboy, who has an extensive background all over the world, you know what I mean? And you have Pastor Walter, who, you know, comes from a spiritual aspect when we're out, on, when we're out in, the, in the city, you know, and, and I, I love that when we all come together in that way, you know, Clarence, everybody brings something different, something, you know, a different approach, you know, and it's, and it, it anoints the group, and it solidifies us, you know, out there when we're out there. Cowboy may know somebody, you know, Pastor may know somebody, Clarence may know somebody, Stan may know somebody, you know, Chris may know somebody, and, it, you know, it's just, it brings everything together, and it, it gives the city a different perspective because it gives us validation by having right. these brothers together. Right. You know what I mean? Because we started and, out. Go ahead. We started out just people from outside of town. You know. But you, you mentioned something, because I noticed this yesterday when we were walking, you mentioned that validation and that credibility. Some of the members of the community who knew us but didn't know the others who were walking for the first time, when we made those introductions, they immediately took the wall down because of our relationships with them. They embraced the outsiders. And I think what you just said is, is so key about the credibility that this group has now began to bring to this community as sister churches, you know, and, and, and one group of men trying to make a difference and it's having a domino effect. And one, 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 one other thing that happened yesterday, our Hispanic brothers and sisters came out and they are now beginning to walk with us. So not only do we have ethnic, uh, in terms of diversity, in terms of uh, different cities, different backgrounds, different cultures, but now we have ethnicities coming in, uh, walking with us. And I think that says a lot about what God is doing through this group of people, uh, this group of men, 
for such a time as this. I think you want to say something, Stan? Yeah, go ahead. Just to add, just to add, just to, add to that, Doctor. Um, and that's one of the things that I always say. A person, can, a person can go to college for four years and, and have a school book and try to do this. You can't go to your book when you run into a situation. Wow. So, so to be able to have all different types of experiences, I got the prison, cowboy got his situation, a man got his with his mom, Stan. Everybody has a, a, a experience that can reach the ones that were knocking on the doors. Wow. Wow. That's real. That's yeah, real. Um, the thing I wanted to add is that if we go back before all of us were born here in New York City, uh, what the racial tension was. Wow. Um, big time yeah. racism yeah. that was going on that blacks could not go on one side of town and whites could not go on the other side of town. The Hispanic population was more um, less populated back then, but now the Spanish population is the majority quantity. So now as we walk the streets and we're knocking on doors, there's no matter what your background is, white, black, Hispanic, um, it's a diverse uh, group of neighbors. And uh, what impressed me also that the one lady right down the street here, once I talked to her, knocked on her door, she said she's been here 15 years, Hispanic lady, and she don't see nothing wrong with the city. She loves her spot. So that just goes to show you right there how the racism aspect of it, of course, there's still racism now, but that has kind of changed drastically in a different direction. So we knock on one door, it might be black. We knock on another door, it might be white. And the next door we knock on might be Hispanic also. So when the Hispanic brothers and sisters start walking with us more, it's great to have them like the chief. Yes. Yes. Fluid Fluid Spanish. Well, you know. Yeah, Yeah, Doc. I was like. (laughs) Yeah, when when I first heard him speak, uh, Doc, I I almost had to do a double take. Yeah. Uh, He speaks fluent Spanish. And, uh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, and and that that brings uh, an added dimension of credibility uh, to what we're trying to do. And it builds those bridges uh, because language can be a barrier, you know. And and what I like about this group is that we embrace our limitations. And we're open to others to coming in to assist us to be able to reach those individuals that we might not be able to reach. One thing I want to talk about um, uh, is about the mentoring. I know um, we had a chance to talk to a young man a couple of weeks ago about banking and financing and budgeting. And part of what we do, uh, in addition to walking and knocking on doors, is that we really try to reach uh, young people. Um, We have a group of young men that I think we've turned their lives around. They were out there on the streets going into gang activity. Now they're working um, uh, through this endeavor. Um, talk a little bit about about that aspect of what we do in terms of the mentoring. Yeah, I think that I think that initially was you know I think when we came as together as a group, we uh, immediately identified that we don't want to talk at these kids. You know we don't want to do all the talking because what we've learned is that. They want to be heard, so you know we looked at it like they, you know, we looked at it like they, they just want to, um, we they want to be heard. They don't want to be just talked at or told what to do or you know stuff like that. So we had to be a little bit sensitive to that initially. So that's how we opened up the group. We opened it up with them 
just kind of telling us about themselves and what's going on and what they wanted to get out of this mentoring. Um, we don't want to just be jumping around trying to figure out and if this works, if that's work. You tell us what you what you want to see come out of this, and we'll try to deliver that. So a lot of things, a couple situations where, you know, man, we, I mean, we had some situations where kids was, was facing jail time. We had some situations yeah. where kids need a job. We had some situations where a kid needed a license. We had all these types of situations. Um, and not only did we, you know, we listened to them and helped them with those situations, but as elders, we we introduced other things as well. You know, wow. so we, we heard those things and we knew that they needed, you know, some leadership things. We knew that they needed some discipline and we took that in and then we tried to, you know, have them implement that and change themselves around and, and also knowing that they're going to need some of these tools when they go out there. So that was the good thing about the mentoring program over the winter front. And also, also too, especially with this generation, you have to one, you have to meet them where they are. Mm-hmm. And once they know that you've been through something that they're going through, it just opens it up, man. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I've been in a whole lot of situations where somebody may have been talking to somebody just to be talking, and then you come and be like, yo, <laughs> I was locked up, did drugs, and what you did? Now they're comfortable. Mm-hmm. So show, showing them, for one, that you care, and two, showing them that we're going to meet you right where you're at because we were once there. Yeah, wow. that definitely was key. We had uh, we invited a gentleman that was on death row. Y'all remember that? Yeah, yeah. And um, thirty years. Once, once, once that, once he started talking, that opened their eyes to, oh man, this is serious. You know, you know, someone was, you know, not paying attention. But when he's talking about being on death row, mm-hmm. and it goes back to what Chris said, you got to meet them where they're at. And then you know, there's other elements that we had to add to it. And again, and, and Pastor goes back to what you said as well. As well, we know our limitations. So where pastor may go on on a certain area, he may say, I ain't reaching them. And then I might jump in and be like, X, Y, and Z. And that, that will reach them. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it, it just works, man. The mechanics of our of our brotherhood just works. And, and a cowboy may be able to reach them. Well, they all, everybody knows cowboy. All, all kids know cowboy. <laughs> so, you know, he reaches all of them. But, you know, the ones that, you know, we need to get in, we may utilize just different tools, hip-hop or whatever the case yeah. may be. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and that's, that's definitely important. Just to add real quick, there's one of our kids that we were mentoring, a um, person named Dorian. The day he was supposed to join a gang, just so happened to be our Wednesday meeting day. So that same day he was supposed to join a gang. But un- well, not unfortunate, but this is how strange the man upstairs works. He came to our meeting. So after we finished our meeting, because we really didn't talk about it during the meeting, but at the end, when Clarence was talking to him, and then Clarence had said something to me, that we just threw a curve right in there at the time. We had him outside by himself, and thank God he didn't move forward with what he was supposed to do. So now he's working. Um, got a car. I took him, got a car. I took him to the bank. You know, I'm... We didn't get to him yet to turn him on to the credit union. <laughs> I threw that at him. You know, credit union, now's your next move. Well, he wants to get a loan right away. I was like, look, no, you got to get established. Um, you get in this spot, probably six months from now, you can get a loan instantly. But here's the steps you have to take. So he's on the right track now. And uh, now that I'm talking, I need to call him to see where he's, what he's 
going, what's going on, because I didn't talk to him since last week. But he's he's he really turned around. And if it wasn't for us to you know throw those things at him to let him know and think before you act. And he's still in high school, but you know we all remember our high school days. Oh yeah, oh yeah, we 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 were we were angels. Yeah. I, uh, what I like about the membership program is that you can go out there and you can say, "Excuse me, why are you doing that?" <laughs> How are you doing that? Because we know what's wrong. As Fred was saying, as kids, you know, we went through that, mm-hmm. but we had role models. We had supervision in the community. And explain to us about the choices and decisions that had to be made about membership and leadership. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? And we have uh, a bunch of guys that do understand what this is going on. I have a whole saying. God gave me a gift to find those that don't want to be found. Mm-hmm. Wow. Wow. I can't do that. So that's why everybody knows you. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he gave me a song to sing to them and finding them. Because remember, suffering in silence is terrible. Pastor, you got a mic over there? Any oh, yeah. Close by? Yeah. yeah, we are. Michael, Michael. Oh. I was going to get him to sing for him. <laughs> 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 we, we, we are on the radio, I mean. <laughs> I mean, you know, when I see this, it's like I see right through him. You know what I mean? And when we went down that Sunday to do that intervention when that boy was killed, Right. I seen a lot of kids hurt. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? And I look for hurt. I don't attack mm-hmm. it. I don't attack it. But I have a gentle approach to it because mm-hmm. that's a time when you build a relationship, you know, with these kids. And as they say, it's not what you say, it's how you say it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. You see what I'm saying? And everybody can't talk to me because there was a time in my life when I needed someone to talk to, I couldn't find anybody to talk to. I was in and out of bars, dealing with drugs, trying to find friendship and communication. And, you know, in Psalms 91, 1 through 16, it says in that Bible, you know, mm-hmm. that he will put you in places and he will bring you out of places. Mm-hmm. And I thank him for that. But he gave me um, a good, solid message to how to reach these kids and to build trust with them. That's what I like about the ministry program that all these guys that we have right here, there's one, two, three, four, five, six, six, seven, seven different experiences of conversation that we can help these kids with. And I'm going to say this and get it back to the pastor. If there's any young kids out there listening to this, don't be afraid to come to the church. Don't be afraid to come and ask for one of us. You see what I'm saying? To share what's eating you up inside yourself. Leave them drugs alone. Leave that alcohol alone, man, and get you a natural high. And that's a part of our mentorship program that reinforce good self-esteem and good confidence. For those of us who are listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter, and we're here with the Community Street Soldiers live in the studio. We got Aaron, we got Stan, we got Cowboy, we got Fred, and we got Chris. And we're just talking real talk, talking about life, talking about street life, talking about just turning your life around. That if you're out there suffering in silence, you don't have to... Uh, suffer in silence alone. You got people you can reach out to. If you're in the city of York, 
what has happened is that those who have been suffering in silence have to suffer no more. There are voices out there, and these men in the studio with me today are some of those voices that those who did not have a voice now have found a voice through this group of young men. Uh, and so we're just so grateful tonight. Uh, we're going to get back to this conversation with Aaron. The thing, the thing I really enjoy about this mental mentoring program is actually change, knowing I could communicate to people on certain levels that I've been through. That, like when I, was, when I was actually a loner, I was able to go out and see who are the loners and be able to help them. And that's the same way. When, when you're out there mentoring people and God gives you a sense of Go to them, help them. That's that's what that's what it's all about. God gave you these special talents mm-hmm. to see people and know, grab what what they need help with. Mm-hmm. I've been through a lot, and tell you now, all of her I've been through. Met. I wish I had had a mentor back then. I had to deal with, deal with it on my own. Wow. But the thing is, if when one person comes out and grabs you and pulls you in to actually introduce you to people and say, hey, this is what, what it's about, having true friends and real friends, that's, that's what helps changes you. It makes a difference. And uh, uh, going back to what Chris said about your own life, you know, a lack of confidence, but having men around you to, to push you, but not just push you out there on your own. But in pushing you out, they're also pulling you up. And, uh, and, and when that happens in our lives, we have an obligation, I believe, to reach back and, and do uh, for somebody else what's been done for us. And so we're just so excited. Uh, um, you know, yesterday was just a, a wonderful day, man. We, I'm not sure if you've been watching social media, but uh, all over social media, uh, I mean, a lot of positive feedback in terms of changing the tide um, here. We know a couple of Years ago, we had a shooting right up on the, uh, the corner. A young lady was coming out the store. Uh, she got shot and killed in the crossfires. We know right here at the park across the street on a Saturday night. We, we were coming to church the following Sunday, and they're out there with the uh, fire department uh, uh, washing away the blood from the concrete. Uh, and so right in this area, right by uh, New Covenant, uh, we've seen violence, um, and we've walked into situations of suffering where people are literally suffering. Um, what would you say to those who might be in some of the situations that we've seen and the hope that we see now coming into this particular area? What would you say, uh, brothers, to somebody who might be sitting in a war zone, who might uh, be ducking because bullets are flying or living in an area where there's a lack of resources or a lack of hope? What would you say to reach that person uh, and any of you can take this question and then just we'll have round the table, round, round the studio conversation. What would you say think, to give that person hope? I think that what I would say is that, you know, looking back on my life, I, I would say that, number one, you can't make it out. You know, you, don't, you, can create, you, can, you can create a better environment for yourself. You can surround yourself around better people. You can find a mentor. You can find, you know, some place to go to, to get your thoughts out of the city. You know, um, I think a lot of times we feel like, you know, we're just confined to this one area. Um, one of the things that we, we understood, I remember um, um, 
Stan was taking one of the guys to um, to an interview, and they had never been across Row 30. Wow. They had already, they had only been in their block or, or in their area. Expose yourself. You know, I would say to those kids or those people that's going through this, expose yourself to other things. You know, expose yourself to a sport. Do something that's going to be creative besides being in the gang or or being, you know, on the block. You know, get out of that that circumference. Now, speaking of sports, you played lacrosse, right? Yeah, I played lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. Now, how was that as an African American? <laughs> so, um, so <laughs> I was, yeah. So I was in a I was in a program called Glen Mills. Uh, Glen Mills is a program um, that uh, like a reform school. So the the idea was to get you into um, a place where though you can do something different, and you you had to play a different sport or whatever case it be. And I just wanted to do something that was challenging to me. I'm always about challenge, so you know I played lacrosse. I enjoyed it, and I had that experience. Now we had had during the game um, that we did on anti-gun violence thing. We had the the York College lacrosse team come out there and display some some lacrosse tactics and talk about bringing some of our kids out there, busting them out there to give them exposure. Wow. I mean, I don't think that wow. basketball, the football, the regular things, you know, we, we need to expose these kids to something different. You know, there, there's money in accounting. You don't got to be a rapper all the time. You could be a manager. You, you don't, you, you don't got to be in the, you know, in the video. You could be filming the video. There's ways to make money in those ways. And I think that we have to teach them those things because, you know, if they follow social media, they just want to be, you know, I want to have all the attention on me. You can be somebody in the background that's doing things, and I think that's that's what's important. You know, trying to direct them in different paths that may be um, helpful to them, and, and and getting them, you know, out of the mindset. You know, you know, being hungry, the mom being on drugs, you know, stuff like that. My outlet during that time frame was, just, you know, I would just go to the gym. I would just go to the gym and play basketball. Wow. You know, we had uh, the thing called, I don't know if you guys had it up here, the Police Athletic League. Yes. Um, yeah, we had it. Um, that was very, that was very um, impactful for me to go there and just to stay there all day long until the close. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I didn't have to deal with some of the things that were going, that was going on at home. So, um, you know, find something that 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 that's going to be beneficial to you. In life and and do basketball. I think a lot of us play basketball in here. Yeah. Um, do basketball. We found other relationships. Mm-hmm. Do basketball. We found other friendships that open other doors. You know what I mean? That people looked at us like, yo, he could play, or you know what I'm saying, pick him, and you know that that went on and on and on to each neighborhood. You know, so that was helpful as well. Wow. And also, I, I find out you have to get them away from their peers. There's a lot of them that tough because they're around a group. And when you get them by themselves, their whole conversation is different because now they're by themselves. Wow. So so be, being able to, to get them by themselves and have a heart-to-heart conversation, then that's when you'll see the tears flow. That's where you see where all that toughness a, a, a breakdown and everything else. So you know, maybe that's key, just getting them by themselves away from that group. I go back to... Uh, my younger days when I was a Boy Scout. You're a Boy Scout? Boy Scout. I did yep. that too. No, no. Not Stan. And we had fun. One of the main things was pay attention to detail. Wow. And uh, I remember that um, in reference to just your surroundings, your environment. Uh, as far as, I don't know what to cut off or being nosy or just 
knowing your knowing your environment at all times. In reference to a situation like like you say that may have happened, but there was a homicide. But you just just need to know what's going on, you know, in your community, at your house, your backyard, you know, the times of days. Just pay attention to detail. And um, the other scout motto was be prepared. Mm. So you just have to stay on your toes no matter whether you're living in the castle or you're living way out where there's the country. Um, you know, if you're in the city, you just got to pay attention to what's going on. And uh, think first, you know, before you act. And just realize uh, you'll know your neighbors and, and meet your neighbors and talk to your neighbors. And then um, have that conversation with your neighbor, which is a very key point. And um, some of the things that we do, we're doing as of yesterday, hopefully there's going to be some change going on and stop the violence is the key factor in reference to uh, what's going on with our city. So that's an idea. I think the, the other thing is um, what I would tell them is that you don't got to be a follower. Wow. You know I mean, you don't, you don't got to be a follower. And, um, you know, you could change that. You could change that at any given time. You know, and, you know, and um, it's okay to to be different. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, it's okay to be different. You don't gotta follow somebody because they're going to rob a store. You don't gotta follow them because you know they're gonna go beat this guy up. Because there's re- there's re- there's a there's a, a reaction to every action. Mm-hmm. You know, so you know if you go and do that just because you're affiliated now, you didn't you didn't you didn't bring harm to yourself or a situation with the cops or the people cops may be looking for you. So I say I would say you know you, there's nothing but standing standing on your own. You don't gotta have a group of people to to, to uh, validate you. Wow. Um, so that's what I would say. I would say about that uh, if you're going through that type of personal experience, it's time to really sit down with yourself and chastise yourself before somebody else chastises and have a true talk with yourself about what you need and come forward with it. Just because your house is upside down don't mean you got to be upside down. Wow. Okay. Sometimes you might have to pack your bags and move on and take care of yourself. I'm not saying mom or dad is family. I'm disrespecting. I don't love you. But I see what's going on, and I'm not, I'm not adapting to that. I don't like that. Believe in yourself. You can come to the church. Wednesday nights we have meetings at 6 o'clock. You can come to the church on a Sunday afternoon and ask for either one of us. You see what I'm saying? To build that commodity, to build that brotherhood and that unity. And I think that's where a lot of brothers end up going to jail because they want out, but they can't find a way out, the way out, the way out. Wow. You see what I'm saying? Because they don't want to sit down and be real for themselves and be honest with themselves. You can come to the church, man, ask for either one of us. Mm-hmm. And that's, wow. that's all it takes. That's all it takes. You have not because you act not. Listen, for those who are out there listening, this is Suffering in Silence. I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walthire. Uh, it's about that, that time again. We're getting ready to close out. We want to thank you for tuning in tonight to my brother from another mother, Kevin. Thank you so much for allowing us this platform, Doc, to just reach the masses. Uh, let them know that they don't have to suffer in silence. For those who might be interested uh, in reaching out for books, uh, you can go to my Amazon page. Uh, Amazon, type in my name, Dr. Larry T. Walthire. It'll come up. Uh, you can order it there, or you can go to the website, uh, drltwm.org. Go to the bookstore, and you can find it there. Also, you can go to gmap1.com, go to the bookstore, scroll to the books, look for Suffering in Silence, and you'll find us there. Again, to the Community Street Soldiers, thank you so much, brethren, for uh, taking time out tonight 
to share, to fellowship, to talk about uh, your stories. We are making history. God is using us to do great things. We're going, we're going to go around the room and have a final thought from each of you, and then we'll close out with a word of prayer. Again, I'm your host, Dr. Larry Walter. This is Suffering in Silence, and uh, we thank you for tuning in tonight. We're going to have final thoughts from the Community Street Soldiers, and then we'll close you out in prayer. We're going to start with Chris and work back around to Aaron. I just want to say this to the listeners. You may be suffering, but don't suffer in silence. Good point. Um, I would just say to the listeners, um, you know, you're, you're not alone. There, there is different help out there. Um, you know, find some of the resources. And again, don't, don't do it all by yourself. Just reach out for yourself. Uh, Shadow Baptist Church is where we are. Um, you don't have to join right away, but come on in and ask for one of us to assist you on what you're going through, and we're there for you. My thought, final thought for today is we are all here for a reason, not the season, and we're made for a reason and not the season. Um, as we sit here on this final thought, we didn't know yesterday that we were going to be here on this final thought, but that's how the Lord works in many strange ways. Wow. Well, my final thought is just just remember when you're suffering, just remember four letters, WWJD. (laughs) What would Jesus do? And that will answer your question. I will come to you and speak to you. I hear you, man. Wow. That's rich. That's rich. Well, uh, as we like to say, uh, all good things do come to end. I want to thank uh, the Community Street Soldiers um, for coming out tonight and to sharing with us and our listening audience. Again, to Kevin, thank you so much for this platform. If I had a closing thought, I would say it like this. Uh, suffering in silence only breeds more suffering. Listen, you don't have to go through this by yourself. Uh, God has allowed Uh, opportunities for your life because all of us have gone through something and the very something that we've gone through is not for us but it's for somebody else we're going to close out with a word of prayer and we're going to turn it back over to gmap one broadcasting network 24 7 7 days a week 24 hours a day 365 a year this is the number one motivational inspirational platform on the planet and we thank you for tuning in tonight. Father, we thank you tonight for life, health, and strength. Thank you for this, this dialogue, this discussion uh, with Community Street Soldiers. We pray, oh God, that what we have begun uh, here in this city will catch fire for your kingdom. It's not about us, but it's all about you. We pray, oh God, for those who might be suffering in silence out there in radio land, in listening land, wherever they are, we know that you are there with them. Be with them. Give them the strength for the struggle and let them know they don't have to struggle alone. We thank you. We praise you. We honor you. It is in the matchless, marvelous, and majestic name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. Thank you so much for tuning on tonight. Suffering in silence. We'll see you on next week.